of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. You have a good weekend? Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. How about you? Not bad. Did you do anything? Well, I coached basketball. How'd that go? Not bad. Not bad, huh? This, yeah. But you you had your first practice last week, right? Yeah, we've had two practices. Okay. But so is everybody How's else. the team looking this year, coach? We won 51 to 10. Nice. Yeah. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Does the but, mercy rule apply at some point? No, but... um. You know, we'll see. We're going to play better teams than that. Oh, I see a little trash talking on the first team. No, the guy came in, but the guy recognized me. He was like, hey, Lazlo. He's like, just so you know, I got like five players and we haven't played before. Okay. And I was like, all right, man. He was like, so. Please show some mercy. He was also like, my kids are going to get tired. Yeah, yeah. I was like, just if you need a timeout for them to rest, just give it to me and I'll call it. We're good. Well, that's good, though. Start with a victory. Not too shabby. Yeah. Coach of the year, I see it coming already. Anything else? Did you have the boys this weekend? I didn't. Oh, you didn't. Mm-mm. And? Yeah. I did my thing a little bit. Had some fun. Had some fun? Mm-hmm. Fun is good. Yeah. Fun is good. Talked to you guys over the weekend? Yeah, we did stay in touch quite a little bit, uh-huh. I feel. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You sent some uh, group texts, and yeah. some were straight to me, some were me and Snowcone. Sure. I already straight to Snowcone. I don't That's think so, thing. no. I don't know if you've ever done that before. And then uh, <laughs> Nick was included on some of those yeah. as well. And I do. We do got to talk to Nick because I did. I'm trying to get to him and he hasn't responded. But I know at some point he was talking about how great Trevor Lawrence is. And I bet him money. And I thought it was the difference between the Dolphins' wins and the Jaguars' wins. But he says that wasn't it. Now, maybe it was the Buccaneers' wins. But we need to dig that up. Was it a talk? It was a talk on the air. Yes, for sure. Hmm. And do you and remember how long ago it was? It was towards the beginning of the season because he was talking about how great Trevor Lawrence mm. was, and I was talking about how bad he sucked. So is that why Nick was not responding? Yeah, he may not weekend? like us either. I have no idea. I know. I noticed that he's responding less, and I yeah. know that you know you've always tried to uh, eh, push his buttons a little bit. Sure. But usually, you at least get a quick, you know. F off, go to hell. I'm right. going to stop responding for an hour or whatever it right. is. But he was pretty quiet this weekend, and he I was. thought, hmm, I wonder if there's something going on there. I didn't know about the Trevor Lawrence thing. I mean, I saw Trevor Lawrence this weekend uh, on TV. Yeah. Um, he 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 doesn't he doesn't look uh, all that good. No, I mean he's good looking. I guess he's got nice hair. I told you, he looks like the guy who sells your weed. He absolutely looks like a guy who sells yeah, in weed. high school. Yeah, the guy you go to. When you go back to the you know the reunion and a couple girls want to sleep with him because he didn't change how he looks, but he's yeah. a bar back and st- sells weed. Yep. And then they go to his apartment. He's got roommates still at thirty, mm-hmm. and then you know the whole deal. Still playing uh, Tony Hawk skating. Sure. Definitely looks like definitely looks <laughs> like he's playing a lot of Tony. You make Hawk some real Xbox. money by working at a chop shop. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then he wants to talk to you about Bitcoin eventually. <laughs> like you know that's going to come up if yeah. you hang out with him. But yep. speaking of football. 
Yeah. Not a bad weekend. No. Chiefs look pretty good. They did, for sure. Michigan won. Life was good. And uh, what about the Lions? I didn't... Uh... I, they won. They won again? Yeah, right? Really? I know they beat the Packers last week, right? Yeah. I got to check. Let me see. Who did they... They played. Did they play the Bears? They did. They won thirty-one to thirty. Thirty-one to thirty. Look yeah. at that beating the Bears. There you go. Is Chicago a rival at all? Did I think uh, we're in that spot where, as a Lions fan, if you know, like your team has a rival, yeah, and it's not us, but we think it is. Like we think oh, our yeah. rival is Chicago, but Chicago's like, no, our rival's Green Bay. Mm-hmm. We don't really care about you guys. We're like, well, then our rival's Green Bay. Green Bay's like, no. Our rival Chicago, and we're like, ah, right. It's the old. No I don't, one cares I don't about think us. about we're you. We're not good enough to for anyone to think that you know, right. to care about us. I always felt that way about St. Louis and Chicago. Like I feel like St. Louis is really obsessed with Chicago. Uh, and I, I just, think Cubs fans hate but, Cardinals fans. Do they? It, yeah, it's they hate mutual. them. Okay, yeah. and that is like a like if you go to that place where I buy T-shirts and stuff, it'll say like you know the worst city in the world is St. Louis. So like okay. at least I'm not from St. Louis. Stuff like that. Okay, I know so, that yeah. they talk a little bit of trash. But I feel like Kansas City. I mean, at least when we they lost, had a football team. Rival. Right. Yeah. We always wanted St. Louis as a rival. And I was thinking it was the same way. I think the people in St. Louis were like, no, we were rivals with Chicago. Well, and, and St. Louis was back and forth with the football teams and they had them. We rarely, the Chiefs rarely played their football teams in my lifetime. Right. I mean, we're talking regular season games. It's, it's maybe less than a handful in my lifetime. And then, of course, baseball, they've always been better. Right. Our, the biggest rivalry was always Chiefs Raiders in this town. Right, for sure. And it just, it's. It goes away for two reasons. One, I don't know if a rivalry well, can travel. Raiders and Broncos, right? Well, I mean, Broncos for sure. We John Elway really crushed a lot of hopes and dreams right. of Kansas Cityans back in the eighties, nineties, whenever that was. But I, it was absolutely Oakland. I mean, all the stuff that was sold at the store that was Chief stuff that didn't say Chiefs, it said Raider hater. Right. That that was the big rivalry. That was the like you know, be careful when you go to the games because it gets pretty Ugly. serious. But. You know, they try and make it a rivalry now a little bit. I heard whoever called that the Raiders Chiefs game this year. I don't know who it was, but he was talking about he kind of admitted, like, yeah, I don't know if that rivalry is still yeah. what it once was. Well, yeah, you got a team that, you know, not picking on them, but they haven't been mm-hmm. very good lately. The Chiefs have been excellent the last few years, and the right. Raiders moved. <laughs> I don't know. Bills, can, Bills are a new rival, right? It kind of feels that way. Like the yeah. Bills, and in the 90s, the Bills were a bit of a rival, too, just because of the playoff uh, victories. They wow. beat the Chiefs in the playoffs a couple of years in a row there, so there's certainly no love loss. But they don't play them enough. You know, with it's, it, it's got to be someone in your division, right, to be a real yeah, I mean, I think you're getting there with the Bills because they're both going to be really, really good mm-hmm. for a long time. Yes, that's so. Then that's that another, that can build that. Like if you're meeting each other in the playoffs all the time, another recipe and two is, quarterbacks right. that people will argue about who the better quarterback is. I mean, there's no argument coming from me or you, Lazo, for that matter. I know no. you don't think that Josh Allen is a better quarterback than uh, no than Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, not yeah. even close. And didn't the Bills lose yesterday? Didn't they, they lose to the Vikings? They did. Right, that was like a good a clo- game. Like a close game. Yeah, they, that was a good game. So. There you go. I don't know. Right. Do you yeah, think yeah, about the Bills saying, like, yeah, but you lost the Colts. So, I mean, look, you're going to see each other oh, in the totally. playoffs. The NFL is so weird. Right. Because there's good play. Like, you're, you're, in college, sometimes teams are just overmatched. Right. A and lot there's of nothing times. you can do, right? Yeah. There's just yeah. nothing you can do. You just lost 49 to 3. It's like in every position, they have better players. Yeah. They went to better high schools and got better players. Their coaches are better. Their schemes are better. Everything about that team is better. In the NFL, Everybody who puts on pads and walks out on that field on Sunday is in the top they're 1% late. of what they do. So if you're just off a little bit or make a mistake or if they're on, 
Anybody can be. I mean, I know they say that, but anybody can beat anybody. They the really NFL, can. They, can. they really can. College yes. is different. It's way different. And all they basically run the same. I know people are going to. And Nick would argue with me, but for the most part, they're running the same kind of offense. They're running the same kind of defenses, you know, and if you're a boxing fan, and this will make sense to you, but styles make fights. Yeah. So in college, you'll see like some teams come out with no running backs, five wide receivers, right? Against another, and they could be playing a team that's running the triple option where they don't even ever throw the ball. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's exciting, right? Like, how is this going to play out? You know, not that I don't love the NFL, but I'm just saying the Colts can beat, they can beat the the Chiefs on a Sunday. Sure. Chances are they won't. But those, they can. Those teams that are, you know, 0 and 9. And right. Just, they they got to beat like somebody. Once a year. Yeah. Then right. they beat someone. And it's usually someone that you'd least expect. Right. And it's on the road or something. Right. And but think about that. Like, we think, like, oh, Baker Mayfield sucks. And he was a really good in college. Yeah. Right? Trevor Lawrence. He didn't look that good. What? Johnny he football. He was unbelievable. Those guys. So, you know, those guys are still playing. And sometimes they, they're not good enough to start. Uh, Think about that. So that's how good those NFL teams are. Sometimes they're not good enough to stay more than a year. Right. Sometimes they're not good enough once they go to the Canadian Football League. To, yeah, to they get I don't even know if Johnny Football is still in the Canadian well, Football is. League. Now, you can blame that on other things, too. Yeah, but sure. it happens a lot where you've got the best of the... Who, right. like the Chiefs signed that guy uh, 10, 15 years ago from Georgia. Record hold... What, Aaron Murray? Wasn't that yeah. his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Held the record for most yep. yards in the SEC or something. Yeah. You're thinking, this is great. Never saw him on the field. Never. Not once. Well, does radio now. Don't. Oh, is that what he does? I listen to him on the radio. He does really? the SEC radio channel. Well, there you go. He, yep. he got something. But you're right. With the NFL, any pro sport, I feel like it's possible to win. <laughs> and it's never hopeless. But right. in college, if you're... Team is playing Alabama. I mean, the, if I just use Michigan as an example, if you're, you know, Brady obviously went to Michigan, but probably the best quarterback that Michigan ever really had in college is Chad Henning. Yep. And when he started, like maybe four years in Jacksonville, a couple in Miami, but for 20 years he's been a backup. Yeah. You know, and he's, you know, still around. Right. Still around, but yeah. probably, you know, Chase Daniels, like those guys, they were really good college quarterbacks and, you know, they're good enough to play backup, but you're not. Not good enough to beat out Patrick Mahomes. Well, and most of those guys. What are you trying? Right. You're good enough that we think if Mahomes gets hurt, you can come in for like a game. Right, that's it. And hopefully (laughs) just mitigate the damage. That's all (laughs) we need you to do is just try and slow the the bleeding. Oh, man. Yep. Right. Yo. Yo. What's going on? Well, I want to talk about the real victims of remote learning with uh, COVID and everything, but... We'll do that in a second because I've got a question for you here. I saw okay. this poll and I wanted to ask you because you're a parent. What am I hearing here? If you had a child uh, that was being bullied, would you prefer that over your child being the bully? So would you rather have your kid find out that your kid is a bully or find out that your kid is being bullied? Yeah. It, the vote is not lopsided. It's uh, A lot of people must have gone, God, because there is major drawbacks to both, right? Right. I feel like if your kid is the one being bullied, lots of people get bullied, and some of them even say that being picked on and stuff kind of creating built character. I, I, I want him to be the bully. You want him to be the bully? Yes. Why? Because I can fix that. That's what I thought. Same thing. It's easy I can to fix change. it. I can control it. Yeah. If I find out that he's bullying somebody, then I can control it. I can make sure he's not doing that anymore. I can get on him. <clears throat> I, there's a lot of things I can do. If he's getting bullied for some reason, it makes it really hard for me to help him. Yeah, it's not like you can just go find the parents. I mean, people right. try and do that. Right. But, but I mean, ridiculous. the list of things that you then have to correct, or are you making it worse? Making There's just a worse. lot more exactly. 
But I know this sounds bad. It just makes it a lot more thought to go into it. But if my kid's the bully, I can help, I know, two kids immediately. Mine and yours. Yeah. I can do that right now. But isn't there a fear as a parent? I don't have kids, so but I would assume that there's a fear that your kid is secretly a little S. You know what I mean? Like, sure. seems great when you're talking to him. It's always great when you're around and plays nice with other kids when you're around. But then you discover at some point that he's, and I'm not saying, uh, you know, like the omen, like Damien. But although right. that is, you get to that ultimate fear, which is that my kid's evil. You know, like there's something wrong with him. He's He wants to hurt people. He's killing cats out in the woods and stuff right. like that. But, I mean, <laughs> it, hey, kids are doing it, so they've got parents, and I'm guessing some of those parents, if they find out, are absolutely horrified. So I would think that there is a fear that your kid is not the nice person he or she presents themselves to be, and that would be disappointing. If your kid is being bullied, well, now you're worried because your kid's getting bullied and you're thinking, how do I fix it, like you said. And right. also you're worried... What is it about my kid's personality? Because if you find out your kid's being bullied, I'm guessing one of the first questions is, what are they saying to you? Right? Wouldn't that be something yeah, that you ask? What, what, what are they bullying you for? What, what is it that they're picking on you for? Right. So that you can try to address it and figure out, I mean, if they say, well, they're making fun of me for my shoes or they're making, but if they're saying like, you know, they make fun of me for the way that I talk. They make fun of me for the, <sighs> way, for right. the way, way that I look. Right. You know? Now you're like, well, God... I can't, like you said, I can't stop this. I could tr- talk to the parents of the bully, but that doesn't. It might even make it worse. Right, that doesn't necessarily help. It could make it worse. They could talk about that. That could create more bullies. And if my kid's being bullied for this thing, whatever it is, there's a chance that other people, other kids, are going to bully him too. Uh, the survey said that um, finding out that your kid is being bullied, 35% said that. So that's what you guys are saying, right? No, no, no. Sorry. You guys said just the opposite. So 35% say finding out that their kids were being bullied. 45% said find out that they were the ones doing the bullying, which surprised me. And I didn't really understand it. There was 20% of people that said they can't decide. But that surprised me that more people chose what you chose. But now that you've explained it. I mean, who knows why they did it? But in my head, I can handle some of this. I can I, I can. Damn near be pretty sure that I can make sure this isn't happening again. Yeah. Have you ever... I mean, I know. I, I mean, I can't control them when they're not around me. But I can make it real uncomfortable for them. And I can make it so that they know that the risk versus reward ain't going to be worth it. Right. <clears throat> Have you ever overheard your kids talking when they didn't think that you could hear? And they said stuff that made you think, ugh, what don't... Don't talk like that. Or oh, are you, are you uh, no, mean those other kids? No, but when they're with their friends, yeah, um, not stuff that makes only when they're like maybe <laughs> only when they have headphones on. Uh, actually, my youngest when they have headphones on and they're playing uh, video games against their friends. Yeah, it's. But I'm like that's just normal smack talk. It's fine, but you know. When when I was a kid, I, I, but I make sure I see it. They're still friends after, so it's okay. But yeah, right, know. right. But the stuff they do say to each other, I'm like, man. But it's not like bullying, and you know that it's a thing that kids do. Yeah. That they all do when they get in that. I've never heard them do anything like you know just for the for the sake of doing it. My brother overheard me when I was a kid. I was playing video games. We didn't have online video games. We were playing Nintendo. We were playing Cobra Triangle, as a matter of fact. And I, the kid that I was playing with, I was yelling at. I was getting angry because he sucked. And so I was getting really upset, and my older brother overheard me yelling at my friend. 
And I get to dinner that night, and my brother is talking about what a bad kid I am. I don't know how Reed has any friends. Have you ever heard the way that he talks to his friends? Like, we were playing video games. And he's like, doesn't matter. And he's telling my mom and dad, wow. <clears throat> telling my mom and dad what I was saying. My mom and dad didn't really know how to respond to it. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't care. I right. will admit that I was embarrassed because certainly the way that I was talking to him was something that I was right. w- would want to hide. And I think every group of friends has... Bully's not the right word, but maybe the one who kind of eh, makes the jokes about the other friend or makes right. the jokes about the groups of friends. And sometimes, every now and then, someone on the receiving end of those jokes gets really upset. I mean, you're a funny person. Were you that person when you were around your friends? Were you the guy kind of busting people's balls and talking a little bit? Of- yeah, but I mean, we all did it. Okay, it was. It was. You wouldn't say that you did it more than the others. No, it was a dog eat dog world out yeah, there, no, it was, right? It was definitely. But my family's weird. like that, right? Just always at the dinner table, always at each other. Like you know, yes, it's always busting people's balls. And I don't think families. My do mom that as much does it. Anymore. My aunt, like it's constant. So at some point, that must have stopped because it seems like. For a while, there was an entire generation. Like, generations I think the other day, that. my aunt was over at my mom's. I was talking to my mom. She goes, oh, your aunt's trying to say something. Give her a second. Collect her thoughts. Right. Like, exactly. I mean, it's just constant. It's no like, oh, she's trying to say something. It's like constant. Uh, you know, then I hear my aunt, like, I got my thoughts collected, you old bag. Like, you know, they just go back and forth. It's constant. Right. I just grew up in that kind of house. It was always busting balls. I think it's a generational thing. I do it with you guys here. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not mad. It's just fun. Right. But haven't you noticed that, especially the younger the person is that you do it to, that they're less and less likely to receive it well or to, or to even bust no, your balls back? My kids are got it now. <laughs> well, your kids are probably great at it, they I'm got sure. It the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. Let's see. What do I got here? I got some interesting things. I got um, Go Lions, Go Blue, Yo from the Shores. Kim's still checking in from the Detroit area. Very nice. Girls Point Shores. Glad you guys are back today. Missed you last week. Spencer and Austin. There you go. Um, oh, my God. I'm so glad you guys are back. I was tailgating for the Chiefs game. And I was so excited, I thought I saw Slim, but then the man started to successfully throw a football, and I knew it wasn't him. Okay. <laughs> I play a pretty mean game of catch out there. You'd be surprised. I'll throw a lot of guys bigger than me. Yeah. Than me. I still got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, oh, and I saved some messages. Remind me later, because uh, since we were sick and not here, I went in and compiled some of our emails, uh, DMs, or whatever. Sure. Uh, people asking questions. I saved some so we can ask you those later. But first, mm-hmm. remote learning. Isn't that what it was called? Yeah. Remote learning. We know now, I think we know now, actually, I guess I just read the headlines about those stories, but it was, it was like tough on kids, right? Like, yeah. Pretty bad. And uh, for a lot of them, it may have stunted their ability to make friends, especially depending on what grade they were in. Sure. Uh, if you miss, you know, like your kid, I felt horrible for him. He missed his, seventh grade. He missed his first year of junior high. Which is the worst, right? And that's when you're supposed to learn how to use your locker and right. change classrooms when the bell rings and all right. of that. And so then to get thrown into it as the eighth grader and be the, you know, the senior on campus, because the eighth graders are the ones, they've got it all figured out. You know, they've already been doing this. Right. But I'm guessing when he went to school, it was two grades of kids that had no idea what they were doing. The eighth graders have to pretend at least like they're a little bit better because they are right. eighth grade after all. <laughs> just everyone learning at the same time. And as far as the stuff about making friends, I hadn't thought about that part. I, obviously, the, I thought about the part of not getting to see your friends as often and talking to them. But right. reading some of that stuff about how it makes it more difficult for some of these kids to learn how to make new friends. And when you're thrown into a new environment, 
I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how all that works, but I believe them. They do their research. Right. And they've done more research now, which I love. Okay. I love that someone thought to do this because this is great. And it was done in Sweden. So I don't know if you knew this already, but uh, hot girls, attractive females mm-hmm. in college, uh, they get better grades than uh, the average, overall average of girls. So if you take the the good looking ones, they tend to get better grades above so this what you is would subjective expect. criteria or so I don't know exactly how they rank these hot girls and some of them they would show guys pictures of you know have them rank them. Okay. And then they'd say, okay, over a and I know that there was a study uh, that they did something about attractive females that we talked about and that was kind of how they ranked them there too, is giving it to other people that you know, don't go to school there or anything and say, okay, rank this person. Some of them will just use symmetry and they'll actually have a computer okay, sure. look at the face and say how symmetrical is it, all that stuff. But overall, attractive girls get better grades. Why do they get better grades? There's been lots of theories. It could be because attractive people are a little more confident and, you know, they just navigate the world with a, a little more confidence, a little bigger pep in their step. Okay. Uh, the other reason could be that the professor, the teachers, uh, favor them because they're good looking. Yeah, but that seems, you know, that shouldn't be right. Well, they did the study in Sweden. And they found out that attractive college students stopped getting such good grades once remote learning happened. Their grades dropped disproportionately. So it's not just that it went down. It dropped disproportionately compared to the other less attractive students. So less attractive students, their grades are going down too. But the amount in which the attractive students' grades went down was higher. They found that uh, hot female students stopped getting such good grades once remote learning happened. Their grades dropped disproportionately compared to less attractive students. Researchers tracked the grades of more than 300 college students before and after the pandemic hit. And had people rate how attractive they were based on that thing I was saying about the photos. It turned out that the most attractive ones, and they've said women and men, they they looked at men too, were getting slightly better grades in certain courses before the pandemic hit. Girls were more likely to be getting the better grades than the attractive men were, apparently. But once remote learning kicked in, their grades dropped. They said it only applied to classes with lots of student-teacher interaction. And I, I only went to college. All right, for a look. So hold on, though. Yeah, let me throw a little pin in this theory, and maybe, maybe uh, uh, you know, uh, hopefully they looked this up and they'll have an answer. Mm-hmm. But I just googled it just because I thought, well, this is interesting. Fifty point two percent of college professors are men. Forty nine point eight percent of college professors are women. Mm-hmm. So are you telling me that in this case, these hot girls? mostly had male professors because those numbers wouldn't seem right to me. Well, they have their own theory. They're the researchers, so I'll give you their theory. But the thing is, once everyone switched to Zoom, the hot female students' grades dropped more than would be expected, like I said, disproportionately. But it did not happen for the good-looking men. So it only applied to the women. So their theory is that good-looking women, and good-looking people overall, but good-looking women get better grades thanks to self-confidence. So, I mean, that's, that's their theory, is that it's self Because it wouldn't just be a sexual thing like men give. Because when you read that study, you're clearly like, oh, well, this is just male professors giving hot girls A's, mm-hmm. and it makes you angry. 
But that can't be the case because we know, I mean, like I said, there's a 0.2% difference nationally between female and male professors. So female professors also have to be giving these attractive women higher grades. Or even if it was just half your classes that you have male professors, if your stu- if your grades drop more in those classes than they should, that could still be enough to bring your overall average down, I suppose. Maybe. You can say you've got half males. And, and they didn't say <clears throat> that I saw anywhere what gender the professor was. Yeah, but still, was. if you said that, you, you, the numbers would work out that some of these girls would have 75% college professors be women. It says... Right? So, I mean, those numbers would be maybe some of them have 75% men and those numbers went down, but other ones would have 75% women, those numbers wouldn't go down. I mean, the math, at 50-50, it's really hard to think that, you know, 50% of the educators could swing all of these people to a lower grade. Well, it doesn't have to be all of them. It's just enough that it's disproportionate. Their grades are going down disproportionately. And for whatever reason, it didn't happen to them. And they didn't do it if they had men. They didn't break it down to say, well, they're going down in these male classes. I didn't see where they talked about the the, the professor's gender. All they said was that for males, the beauty premium did not change anything, even when switching to online teaching. But for girls, it went down. So that's why they're saying, okay, let's say that attractive students are getting better grades because the professor's... Even if they're doing subconsciously, they're attracted to them. They think this is a good-looking person. They give them better grades. Then what they're saying is if it only – I think what they're saying is if it only went down for women when they went to remote learning, then women must – attractive women must have some extra confidence that is gained from – being good well, looking maybe. that they need that's or, a theory or they're getting higher grades because guys are like she's hot and i'll give her right. an extra higher grade that doesn't mean she has more confidence i mean that's what most people <clears throat> who are responding to the story online are saying like oh big shocker hot girls it's easier to be attractive blah 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 and the headlines really you know right it's just, just try and make but this the 50 50 i wouldn't have thought that number was 50 50 to be honest with you for college professors that does throw a little bit of a wrinkle into it that's a, right? that's a good thing though you don't have very many careers at all where there's Right, 50.2% are men, 48, 49.8% are women. There's 135,000 college professors currently employed in the United States. So there you go. I can't think of another 13% of all college professors are LGBT. What was that percentage? 13. Hmm. Uh, so and let's see. Is that above average? What's <clears throat> the normal average? 10% of the population LGBT? Uh, sounds right. Um, in 2021, women earned 96% of what men earned. In 20 what? 2021. Hey, that's... College professor-wise. That's a, that's more than other careers, right? Yeah, 7.1%. I think as I go down here, there's some explanation as to why, and obviously, you know, it's like we're getting better, which is important, but some of the uh, older professors who have... 25, 30 years, that number is a lot more men than women. So let me read you their conclusion. So they're making marks. more money because they've been put in 30 years. 30 years right. ago, women weren't becoming professors. So now we're at that point where, you know, they've almost caught up. And there's still, that's, got, that's way closer than they're, the average. Yeah, sure. for, so this is their conclusion from the actual paper. It says, this paper has shown that students' facial attractiveness impact academic outcomes when classes are held in person. As education moved online following the onset of the pandemic, the grades of attractive female students deteriorated. This finding implies that the female beauty premium observed when education is in person is likely to be chiefly a consequence of discrimination. 
On the contrary, for male students, there was still a significant beauty premium even after the introduction of online teaching. The latter findings suggest that for males in particular, beauty can be a productivity-enhancing attribute. That, to me, sounds like they're saying that for men, exactly the opposite of how that article summed it up, that sounds to me like they're saying for men, they're more confident, right? Overall, everything's good. They're good-looking. They're feeling good about life. They're confident in their abilities. And that for women, they're getting you know, some breaks, uh, some help Okay, if they're good-looking. I don't know. I mean, what I don't think that's reason? enough. I don't think that I need more. You need <clears throat> it's more not a huge study. Thing. I don't love a study. Yeah. I need more to find out right, what about men's grades? Are they higher in the 50% of their classes that are women? Right. Because you're saying, oh, well, it? in the men, that could swing it. Well, maybe in the women, that could swing it. Are women giving attractive men higher grades? We don't know. Right. We do know that they're getting higher grades. So someone's but giving We them don't to know them. who it is, though. Right. And it's... we don't know who's lowering the girls' grades. Right. We, we would, don't know. We would assume, but we don't know for sure. We don't know because if I thought when I clicked on that thing, it'd be 75% male professors. And then, and then that's enough. pretty easy. That's enough. Then you can tell. But now 50-50, that throws a little bit of a wrench in what, I, what seemed to be the obvious outcome of that study. throws a little bit of a wrench in it to me. I guess what they're saying, too, is it's overall better to be a good-looking guy when it comes to school. I think it's better in all of life to be good-looking. Well, Unfortunately, I think we that goes without saying. Now, right. you get a lot of personality. You're going to have to have a personality yeah. when you're ugly because it's all you got. Yeah. So, you know, you hear people say, like, very attractive people are rarely uh, funny. You don't see a lot of uh, comedians who are really successful that are attractive. They exist, sure, but there's not as many of them. Is that because... When you're not so attractive as a kid and you're getting picked on or whatever else, you've got to find a different way to make friends. If you're good looking, I don't know what that's like, but I assume that if you go to a new school, even in junior high, high school, that on your first day, if you go in there good looking, like really good looking, you are going to have a friend group by the end of the day. It's got to be different. I mean, I'm not saying that's not hard, but it's got to be different. Yeah. Like if you walk in and you're a built 10th grader, good looking guy who's great at sports, when you walk in, yeah, you're going to have some people like, who's this tough guy? I'll right. kick his ass. You're going to get tried. There's a prison rules a little bit. Yeah. But after a couple of weeks, you're going to be okay. If you're like a squirmy little dude or like overweight me. or something, like, you know, it's going to be a lot harder. I for had sure. to keep my eyes open. I'm constantly looking around for a, a group of friends that I thought, sure. you know, maybe I think, and I would try, I would work my way into that friend group. And then you're also trying to upgrade sometimes because right. it, sometimes you're like, man, is this who I am? Yeah. Is this who I'm destined to hang out with for the rest of school? Mm-hmm. And then you get invited into another friend group. But getting invited into another friend group, I don't know if that happened to you in junior high or high school. I level. didn't have any friends. You had friends. You still uh, but I mean, to I didn't online. Want, no, yeah. I mean, but those guys I grew up with. Oh, okay. So you just stayed friends with them the whole time. Yeah, I didn't really. Because when we switched schools, when we, I didn't know most of the people at my junior high or high school. It was you know, a bunch of new kids, and a lot of kids that I had grown up with, they went to the other school across right. town. So I had to make friends at that age. And trying to make friends... Yeah, I don't think I made any new... I mean, I made friends and people that I still talk to, but like that core group of friends, like I, I, knew, I didn't know any of them later than the seventh grade. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't have to. You were never put in that position where mm-hmm. you had to, like the kids who are, uh, what do they call them, army brats? Where they? Where you, yeah. You move I never had all the that. Time? Yeah. God, man, that just sounds like. Could you imagine? And I didn't have anybody move in that I would then was like, oh, this is my new friend. I didn't have that. I had a friend who just uh, he wasn't a friend yet. I just knew the guy. I, he was fairly popular, and he came up to me one day and said, "Hey, Reed, do you want to come over tonight after school?" Perfect. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Don't screw this up, Reed. Don't screw this you up. You screwed it up, didn't you? Yeah, I screwed it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
the Church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with Slim Fast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? We're doing the news, baby. Let's do it. Doom scrolling. When you were a kid, did your parents watch the Gallagher comedy specials? Were they fans of Gallagher? I mean, I remember seeing them. I don't know that they were fans. It seemed like... Was well, that the guy who smashed the watermelons yeah, or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen it before. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen my parents sit down and watch a comedy special. It could have been my older brothers that were watching I feel watching like maybe it. that's it. It, it. That that could be. I just know it was on a lot. There were a couple specials. And I heard, actually, that he is the first. he was the first stand-up to have a cable comedy special. Hmm. I mean, I feel like at least he was... He, at some point, he was hugely popular. Yeah, of course. And people think of him as the fruit-smashing guy because that's what he did at the end. It's still so odd to me. Even as a kid, I didn't fully understand the laughter. I thought maybe it was because the people in the front row had that plastic tarp, right. and they're like, oh, no, I'm going to get watermelon didn't he have on me. Did twin brother that Yes, that that? toured as Gallagher yeah. and just wore the same hat and mm-hmm. did the whole Smart. thing. And, yeah, why not? I don't. Did they get along? Was that... You'd have to look that up. I don't know if that was something that, you know, like he gave him permission to do or what. Anyhow... Bad news, sad news, he died at 76. Well, he's still got his twin brother, though, right? I, I think so. I don't oh, know. Yeah, this so. guy is far out. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, help me to dispatch this melon. One. Dispatch two. this melon. Help me to dispatch this melon. Gallagher has died. He was 76 years old, living in the Palm Springs area. TMZ, among other media outlets, reporting on Gallagher's death. He did a ton of TV talk show appearances. Gallagher, primarily a road comic. His manager says he may have set a record for more dates than almost anyone over a very, very long touring. There you go. Okay, when TMZ finds something like that out, are they just keeping uh, track of, uh, you know, the 911 calls and stuff? Or is this like we talked about a couple weeks ago and just someone calls and says, hey, TMZ, you might want to know. I work at a, you know, I'm an EMT or whatever. You don't tell them what you are, but you say, I know that Gallagher just died. Trust me. I don't know just how they find out about so Because I don't think they're keeping an eye on Gallagher's house and putting cameras so. out there watching what he's up to. But I could see... I don't know anything about Gallagher other than the fact that, that those specials were on all the time when I was a kid, the reruns. But I could see him being one of those that made a ton of money. Oh, I'm sure he, was he did. Very, very wealthy. And if you watch he those, was living things, in Palm Springs. Yeah, most of it was stand up. He was real big into the word stuff. You know, why is it that we park in a driveway and drive on a parkway? That's a it good was, question. Yeah, I that like was that. the stuff that he did, mm-hmm. and people got a real kick out of it. And then at the end, he'd do the what was it, the sledgematic? He'd pull out the the giant hammer called hey, the sledgematic. And it worked, right? You should Imagine. just start doing it at the end of the show. I don't know if that still works now. Or just start smashing now. apples. Right. You think it'd still work now? Can't hurt. There's a young audience that doesn't even know who Gallagher is. Right. So this would be the first fruit smashing that they're Let's really familiar with. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's a chance it might work. The uh, Dallas Air Show accident. Did you see video of this? Nope. So two planes collided at the Dallas Air Show. They're yeah. both very old, like World War II era planes. One mm. was a... Uh, P-52 Cobra, I think they said. Oh, yeah. The other Worked one was... On those um, when I was a kid. I don't remember what the other one was. I mean, you see the two planes. They both look like they're coming down for the runway. One's much smaller than the other. And as the smaller plane comes down, it just... it. I mean, it goes right into the plane below it. People are speculating that the plane was in its blind spot. Here's my thing. It seems like there's a lot of accidents at these air shows, and you see the video of it, and people are, oh, my God. But don't 
people go to air shows because there's a risk, there's a thrill. Like, what if something happens? Well, I mean, it's you. so dangerous looking. You could tell me. This I don't know if they go not, but... that because <clears throat> they think there's going to be a crash, but certainly they go because what they're what you're doing is dangerous, right? Right. And so if, right if you next go to you... do something dangerous, then obviously there's a chance that something bad happens. And so yes, in, in a roundabout way. I just like I don't think people are going like, man, I hope that small plane hits the big plane. No. But I think they go thinking, like, look what these guys are going to do. They're so cool, and this is really dangerous. Yeah. I think that's it. But and, and then I, mean, think, I, don't th- I don't think those cross. I think when they see a crash, if there is anyone who's like, boy, it'd be crazy to see something like a crash. I think a lot of people, once they actually see it, they go, I didn't want to see that. Mm. But you, you can just hear the voices. You know, there's multiple camera uh, angles of this, multiple videos, and you just hear people's reactions. And even though it's not like you're seeing the gore, you just see the fireball and the smoke. It would still be pretty traumatizing, especially if your kids were there and they saw that. If you got a little kid and they say, "Mom, Dad, are they dead?" What What do you tell a kid, by the way? If you're with your If your kids were like toddler age and you took them to the air show and that happens, do you say, "Oh, they'll they'll be okay," and then just walk away or do you have to have that conversation because there's so many kids at these air shows and i'm thinking i wonder what the parents tell I these think they kids no they just know i think they do okay i don't have kids i don't know i mean i guess, I guess I when they remember. see two airplanes explode i think they yeah. know i, I mean, didn't know if they thought that maybe it's been a while since my kids are young but your kid would know right like oh man yeah he, he knows so. he that understands that people can die and that yeah i think yeah so. okay Federal investigators in Dallas combing through debris and searching for a cause in this deadly airshow crash. Five crew members of the B-17 and the pilot of the P-63 were fatally injured. Neither aircraft was equipped with a flight data recorder or a cockpit voice recorder, often known as the black box. Are you serious? The evidence scattered over Dallas Executive Airport and a nearby highway. Pieces of a B-17 Flying Fortress and a P-63 King Cobra. Both World War II era planes crewed by aviation veterans. One of them, Terry Barker, lost on the B-17. All right, so there you go. People died. That's horrible and sad. And the NTSB still has to investigate this, even though there's no uh, black boxes or any of that stuff. And it's... Seems like it's fairly obvious what happened. It looked like this plane was in its blind spot and they just crashed. But they still investigate that stuff. Okay. It's, just, it's just I don't know. It's a crazy. The whole air show thing to me freaks me out. I've not. I've never been to one. Have you been to an air show before? Uh, no, but at our window in Seattle, they yes. would fly right by. Flew eh? right by my. While I was, was in the it. shower, I thought that we were going to war because I didn't know that the. I think it was the Blue Angels, right? I mean, that's cool seeing them in formation, but when I see those videos like the Red Bull planes going through the cones, the slaloms and everything, I just think, how is it possible that these people survive as long as they do? Uh, Lazo, there was a big election last week. There was. I do want to, I just saw this, and uh, a veteran homicide detective in Kansas City, Kansas, have you heard the story? Is it the guy who was stealing Pokemon cards? Mm, no. Okay. I bet you this guy, would, this guy would like to be in trouble for stealing Pokemon cards right okay. now. A veteran homicide detective in Kansas City, Kansas, conspired with a local drug kingpin to help run a sex trafficking operation involving underage girls. Prosecutors alleged in an explosive indictment unsealed on Monday. Oh, so this news just broke today. 35-year veteran of the Kansas City, Kansas Police Department allegedly used his position to shield the operation from law enforcement investigators. According to a three-count indictment filed in the U.S. District Court in Topeka, he entered a plea of not guilty from his attorney. Well, Aslo, there's a lot of reasons that we can't be cops or you know, couldn't have been cops, shouldn't have been cops. But one of them is that I know as soon as one of these criminals comes to me and says, I'll pay you a bunch of money if you look the other way. Yeah. Oof. 
be real hard for me to say no to that. Yeah, no, I get it. That power would definitely go to my head. <clears throat> like, yep, and you're going to pay me, and suddenly I'm just acting like I'm in the mob. Just oh, going yeah. around saying, hey, oh, if, you, yeah. if you want protection, you're going to pay me. Well, that power comes, well, just corruption. Yep. Especially for me. Absolutely. There's right. no my moral way I compasses, could... oh, boy. It's shaky. I mean, Real sex shaky. trafficking underage girls. That I'd be part, like, you know what? That, no. I yes, ain't exactly. in. That, you're in we, trouble. We still have a lot of. it was like selling heroin out of the back of a semi, I'd be yeah. like, Yep. And the cartel wants to pay us this yep, much yep, yep. to look the other way? Yep. Absolutely. And you tell them that you went and pulled over the semi and there was nothing in it. Yep. Like, yep. I did I that. I see anything. Not I a did that. There. Like, you've only been an officer for a week. Mm-hmm. We've already found 16 <laughs> examples of corruption. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. I knew I shouldn't have gotten into this <laughs> career. Uh, there was an election last week, and there were a lot of predictions about that election. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you vote? Of course, but I voted early, so. There was supposed to be a red wave. There was. Uh, some people said, well, the red wave didn't show up. Maybe it was a red ripple. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was the biggest disappointment for Republicans in a midterm in a lifetime. Just depends on who's talking about it. But it, it was certainly not as bad a night for Democrats as people had, as polls yeah. had, had uh, projected and has a lot of the pundits. Even the people who I listen to who seem like fairly moderate, they were saying, like, look, I think the Democrats are going to have a bad night. It's pretty basic when inflation's high sure. and you've got a Democratic president, midterm elections. It's just it's how it goes. It's like clockwork. Didn't go that way. So then immediately Republicans are saying, all right, who do we blame? First, they're saying, I blame Gen Z. These young kids are ruining our country because they're showing up to vote yeah, and, and they're not voting for us. Right. This horrible midterms used to just be old people voting right. yep. and things always went our way. And now we got all these young whippersnappers showing up and they're not voting for us. They're going to destroy this country. Then it was, well, you know, people, the moderate Republicans and just the moderates out there in general, they don't like Donald Trump and they still don't like Donald Trump and they're over it. And so Donald Trump cost us this election. Seeing these established Republicans Turn on Trump after this election. The speed at which they did it is crazy to me. I mean, right. even the 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 cable news channels, Fox News. You know, it's all about DeSantis now. And of course, DeSantis right. and Trump are fighting now. Trump is supposed to have his big announcement tomorrow that he's going to be running for president. But meanwhile, you've got all these Republicans saying we don't want Trump to run. Yeah. If he gets the nomination, he's going to cost and, us uh, the election. DeSantis. Won Florida by a lot. A lot, a lot. A lot. And he barely won the first time around, and this time around he won by a lot. Like almost 20 points or something, right? It was a ton. When he's got to run on that momentum, unfortunately he's got Trump calling him, what is he calling him? Duh. Duh. Look up what Trump calls DeSantis. He's got a name for him. And basically saying that DeSantis would be nothing without him. And now they're going to have to fight. What happens when they fight? That's uh, the problem. Yeah, because Trump's not going to That's the real problem, because if Trump wants to do it, then he destroys everything in his way. Yep. You know, and I get it why Republicans would be like Republicans won't, you know, you're in a, you're in a bad spot if you're a Republican because Trump did win an election. Yeah. And surprised everybody. You think maybe, you know, if if you're a Republican, you're like, well, Biden hadn't done a great job. Yeah. Maybe Trump could win another one, right? Yeah. Because you want to win. But then you're also like, what if he doesn't? I mean, right? And, and then we got to the- kick out DeSantis now, right? Now we've lost these elections and two of them to Trump. And then if Trump does win, then we all got to get on the Trump train again. Yeah. And now we're losing midterms. And because who's losing those? Like if you look at it, it's the Doctor Oz's, it's the Trump the guys, people that Trump endorsed. Right. And so you know the people and and Democrats to their credit were pretty smart in the sense that they helped some of these 
Trump guys. We saw it happen in Missouri and other yeah, places where they've been they, doing this for hey, years. Yeah, help the Trump guy beat the more moderate Republican. Mm-hmm. And then when he runs or she runs, the Democrats are going to win, right? Yeah. And so the Democrats want Trump to run again. I, I, you could be a Trumper and say, I'm crazy. But I'm telling you right now, the Democrats want Trump to win. Yeah, the nomination. To run, yeah. yeah. Of course they do. And they if don't want to go against DeSantis. I'll tell you that right now. And if he doesn't win the nomination... Then and not that course, I like DeSantis, but DeSantis is, a, you know what, he's, he's, he's a, popular. A, not only that, he's a, 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 he can... He, he's uh he's uh, capable of the job. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Like he's capable. Like whether you agree with what he does or not, right? He he's a politician. He understands the meaning of it. He's the governor of a large state. Like he, whether you want him to do that or not, he's capable. He has some experience, right? Yeah, but he may Trump, run in a way that you don't want to do it, but he's certainly capable. If Trump doesn't get the nomination, though, then the fear from a lot of Republicans is that he says, well, screw it, I'll run as an independent. Exactly. And, of course, Democrats love that idea, too. Well, of course. So, now split him up. Or Trump runs and just destroys DeSantis. Uh, even if DeSantis gets the nomination, he just comes in battered and weak. Yeah. But, you know, look, man, everybody thought, what's his name, Cruz was going to be uh, president at some point. Yeah. And now people just hate that guy. Yeah. I mean, I know he won again, but he has no chance to be president. Getting Trump destroyed him. At the, at the rally, did you see that? At yeah. the parade? And Trump destroyed him. Wasn't liberals. Right. No. Trump destroyed that guy. Yeah. Called his wife ugly. And, Called his wife ugly. His dad the assassin, the assassin shot, shot Kennedy and then made him... Made him Make phone calls for Trump. <laughs> made him walk around for yeah. him. Yep. Now Tell go people how much calls. you love me. Yeah, that was really something. Damn. Yeah, you'd think even as even if you're a Republican and you liked Ted Cruz before that, you'd think you'd lose. Ted some Cruz got enough money, just quit. I know, I know. Like, dude, the the shame. Have you no right. shame? Aren't you embarrassed? I would be so. And people still do it. You were at that game a couple weeks ago, and people that's still what they're yelling at you. Yeah. Trump called your wife ugly, and then you told right. people to vote for him. Like that's not going away. Just right. go to Cabo or wherever it was you were going, and uh, and stay there this time. I mean, even do you see Candace Owens? Candace Owens. This is a headline here from the, the Insider. Conservative firebrand Candace Owens says Trump being rude to her made her realize he's vengeful, paranoid, and lacks mm. humility. Just Why now? is it that with the conservative? Not not all. Just of you, now. You just pick up that. It has to happen to you directly. Even if it's Trump being vengeful. And lacking humility, it has to be something he directs at you personally. Anyway, the Republicans now are scrambling, trying to figure out who's to blame. The GOP grappling with the reality they didn't anticipate. Failure to capture the Senate majority. Republicans assigning blame. Are we going to be the party of, you know, Donald Trump? Whatever is good for me is good for all of you, whether you think it is or it isn't. Or are we going to be the party to try to represent the rest of the country? Thank you for the endorsement. Some Republicans directly accusing the former president of hurting the party's chances by endorsing weaker candidates in key races like Pennsylvania and Arizona. It's basically the third election in a row that Donald Trump has cost us uh, the race. And it's like, you know, three strikes, you're out. Now, the other question I saw, uh, it's a couple different articles saying basically the same thing. Is it just Trump and him endorsing these politicians or... Is it going to take longer to undo than to just say it's not Trump, it's DeSantis? Is it the policies that Trump promoted and the fact that Republicans said, hey, we're going to hitch our wagon this, we're going to support it? 
did that lose the, you know, you lost a uh, lot of faith from <coughs> moderate Republicans and independents because you didn't stop some I think of the that's a that very wanted. short memory. Th- th- I, I think, think Americans have say, such hey, a short I'm memory. Not, this I, is what I stand I'm for. I'm a conservative. I'm DeSantis. I'm not a Trump guy. Yeah. This is my state. This is what we did. You know, his big thing, and we stayed open during COVID, and we were right. right. Like, if he just says that and keeps, then nobody's going to be like, oh, but you like Trump at one point. I mean, some people will, but some. not enough to, you know, the Twitterverse will tweet about it and show you old statements that he made, but it's not coming up in an election. It doesn't right. matter. Right. Doesn't I don't matter. think so either. Americans so, have a very If you just kind of stayed, now, if you were like, you know, on the Trump wagon and you're a Trump, you know, like Bo Bird or whatever. You know, some of those people are going to have, they got real issues. You know, if, if the Trump thing is over, then they've got issues. But as long as you're just a Republican and you've always been a Republican and you back the president, nobody's going to care. So this thing tomorrow. Did she lose, by the way? Is there a runoff? For uh, who? What's her name? Lauren Boebert. Yeah. Boebert, yeah. She, uh, she looks I, like she's winning. Oh, she's winning now? She was. Well, it's it's uh, 50.2% to 49.8%. Okay. Oh, man. I thought she was down. 99% reporting. She's so they're still else. counting them. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so we don't know yet. And then Herschel Walker's got a runoff, right? Yes, runoff with Herschel Walker. Dr. Oz lost, right? Yep. He uh, did lose, yeah. My state, Missouri, got recreational marijuana. Yeah, that's good, huh? Uh, they had originally said like the 20 state, but it depends on when, who called their, their state first. But So I guess they're the 21st state. I don't exactly like my know. My state's attorney general is Chris Kobach. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Man, I got to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, I would be very I don't careful. think that guy's... I've been on his ass for years. Don't check out I don't out think he was going to be attorney general. I thought he'd be like treasurer or something. Now it's like, damn. I'm surprised I don't need to won. hear from him. I know. He never wins. I know. He loses so often. He's, He's lost so much I kind of thought he would go do something else, you know, mm-hmm. go be a lobbyist or something. But, you know, he, he won. The marijuana thing is... Well, I want to stay out of that guy's way. Yeah, you do. I mean, luckily, you but we've argued on the radio so. before. He's been in here. Yeah, he rode his motorcycle up here. Yeah, I'd like a crotch rocket. You weren't here for that snow cone, were you? No, just rolled up. On we did. Motorcycle. I will say we did get along pretty well. We don't agree on anything. He was anything, the only but it was Republican a, yeah. that would show up to our I, things. We did give him that. I will give him that. I know it sounds like because his ass is the attorney, but I will give him that. Anytime he he was like, "Well, let me come in and talk." I know you guys don't agree, but let me come in and talk to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we were doing something on stage, it was always, "Well, Chris Kobach will be there." He's the only. Now, I don't agree with him on anything, but I will say that he's got. He is not afraid to go and tell you what he thinks mm-hmm. at an away game. Yeah. He's not afraid to walk yeah, in here right the, now and be vote. like, "Yo." The Rock the Vote concert you guys did like an 03 or something. Oh, yeah. People were, he when he's like, I got some numbers I'd like Lazo to tell you. came out and was like, he's going to come up here. Don't boo him. Just listen to him. He's yep. here to talk to you. He comes out and everyone just boos the hell yeah, out of him. Exactly. And then Dennis Moore came on after him and played a song on the guitar and everyone just goes crazy. <laughs> it just yeah. played this thing. Did Ms. Ryan, this land, land. Nothing. Didn't say anything. Just didn't played it. I don't know why it was funny to me, but when Chris Kobach got up there, he said, I've got some numbers I'd like to talk to you about. And the guy in the front row goes, yeah, six, six, six. That was so funny. Funny enough that I remembered it. Uh, Twitter's having more problems. You know, they've had a rough couple weeks with this whole takeover. Uh, what's his name? Elon had to sell a bunch of Tesla stock, which he oh, said yeah. he wasn't going to do. because He's got to pay for this Twitter thing somehow. That hurt Tesla stock. Then, you know, originally Elon had said uh, comedy is back or what did he say? Yeah, Humor, comedy's, com- comedy's allowed. Back. Comedy's allowed again on Twitter or something. So then people started pretending to be Elon Musk, and they had their blue check mark. And he said, "Oh no, you can't do that. I'm going to ban you." Kathy Griffin got permanently suspended. That was the big name there. 
So then he said, which he's been talking about for a while, we're going to sell check marks. Now, Lazo, I know you said you haven't paid attention to the news right. in the last week, but have you heard what happened with this blue check mark fiasco? Because the idea of paying for a blue check mark, I heard some experts say isn't necessarily a terrible idea because if you are a big company or some, some you know, any type of organization that needs to promote um, your well organization or yourself that Twitter's valuable and you might be willing to pay for it. But he wanted people to buy these blue check marks, and that really meant that anyone could buy one. Well, one of the things that happened is someone bought a blue check mark, pretended to be Tesla, and said a second Tesla just hit the World Trade Center. Uh, so I, you know, <laughs> some some people are saying that maybe that's what made him mad. But what went wrong, I would say, is someone decided to start an Eli Lilly account, yep. Yep. which Eli Lilly is one of the biggest pharmaceutical manufacturers yeah. in the country. Eli Lilly then tweets out, we are happy to announce that insulin is going to be free. Eli Lilly's stock tanked because of this. Really? And so Elon's like, okay, backtracking the pain for blue checkmark thing. The latest turmoil at Twitter this morning, more than 4,000 contract workers were terminated over the weekend. That according to the tech news publication Platformer. Those cuts come just days after Twitter laid off about half of its employees. This is all, of course, after Elon Musk acquired the company. In the meantime, Wall Street is watching pharmaceutical giant Eli Lilly today. Its stock plummeted last week after someone impersonated the company on Twitter, said it would make insulin free. Twitter had changed its policy, allowing anyone to acquire a blue verified checkmark simply by paying an $8 fee. So, wow. So can we buy Eli Lilly now? It's going to go back up, right? Buy the stock? Yeah, yeah. You, maybe you should. You know, you're always thinking ahead, man. Good for you. I didn't well, I'm think probably about two steps that. behind. That was what we should have done the other day. Well, they said they're keeping an eye on it today, so maybe it's still down. And I just would love to meet the people who think of these things, who say, hey, all right, here's what we're going to do. The person who's, who tweeted a second Tesla hit the World Trade Center and made this, this Tesla account. Like, is this, is it a group of friends and they're like, hey, we should say another Tesla crash. And it's like, no, but we should say that it like killed a lot of people. How would it kill a lot of people? It hit something. And then eventually they get to a second Tesla hit the World Trade Center, which is just, it's, 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 it's absolute perfect internet joke. It's the kind of joke that is made on Reddit, on Twitter, and those places. And a lot of people are, are saying, hey, maybe the Eli Lilly thing isn't what made Elon mad. Maybe it was the Tesla thing because he seems to be maddest when you go after him personally. Right. So now they got to figure out this blue check mark thing again. But you can say that things Do are I going still terribly. Have one? Uh, well, yeah. they're like, yeah, they they're still there. Did yeah. they change the color of it? No, nope, I thought blue. maybe the color looked different the other day. I was checking to make sure. But okay. all of this, bad I think stuff it going changes. Um, <clears throat> if you're on dark mode, it turns to white. I was on dark mode. And That's right. Okay. So you, <clears throat> I think with the Apple being uh, being able to change it from dark mode to light mode, okay. that changed the color. I had dark mode on my tablet. Mine's always sort of white because I'm in dark mode. Okay. Well, I will say that apparently Twitter, like a lot of people are using Twitter now. There's been some growth. A lot of people going to Twitter, checking Twitter because of all this drama. So it's not all bad news for them. So you know, it's just a lot of kind of embarrassing news. For Elon. And he's got the Tesla stuff to deal with, too. And, right. Oh, by the way, we forgot one of his companies, Snowcomb. Boring. Someone texted in, is that really a company? Or That's right. They yeah. said it is, though. So they say he's the CEO of four companies mm-hmm. at the same time. All right. We're out of time. We'll come back and finish Doom Scrolling. The Church of Laszlo. It's time to Doom Scroll with Slim Fast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo.
Yo. Yo. What's going on? Not much. We're going to finish Doom Scrolling. First, poetry. <laughs> we got some it's been poetry. It's a long time since we've Someone had some poetry. some poetry, and I like It's called An Ode to a Producer. An Ode to a Producer. Who lives in the studio and drinks all the booze? Who votes in online polls to make their friends lose? <laughs> Who looks good in Slim's hand-me-down shoes? Who isn't very good at interviews? Who sticks with Laszlo despite all the trolling? He's snow cone, and he's a rockin' and a rollin'. Oh, man, <laughs> so good. That's good, well huh? Done. Very, very good. <laughs> Love it. I hope, I hope we get more of those. You know, we used to get, get that guy a shirt. Land. Get yeah, that guy absolutely. a shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yes, get that person something. Uh, oh, I told you that I was going to talk about Dolly Parton and Jeff Bezos. Yeah, apparently they're lovers. Well, actually, there's uh, more Jeff Bezos news because Jeff Bezos, I, it must have been today because I just saw it everywhere within the last couple hours. Jeff Bezos says he's going to leave his money to charity. Mm, good for so him. that's a big deal, like Bill like Gates, Warren right? Buffett, too. Yeah, and I think Warren Buffett did it because Bill Didn't Bill Gates start that? He went around asking millionaires and billionaires to leave their money so, to yeah. charity as part of the Millennium Bill so and Melinda Gates. That, kid. I know. Well, they're going to leave them. They leave them like two million dollars or something. Yeah, but still, I know. I know. I mean, I got it. But come on, man. Right. It's like if you won the billion dollar Powerball, and they're like, "Sorry, ten other people won." You're like, and being the kid, (laughs) being the kid. I know it comes with a lot of great things, but being the kid of Bill Gates is probably also a pain in the ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know Absolutely. I mean? No one's just going to I can't imagine. Like, I, can't, I mean, for him to become as successful as he did, or Warren Buffett to become, I, that house has got to have a lot of tension. A lot of a tension. Lot, it's not like your dad just coming, in, coming home and be like, hey, hope you got to be. Right. It's no. got to be. No, I can't imagine. And all the kids at school know exactly who you are. And right. they're, you know, so a lot of them are going to be kissing your ass. But by the way, that also means that all of your friends, like, do they actually like you? You never know. You never know. They could just be kissing your ass because you give them a ride home in a helicopter from school. Right. You never know. You just you never know. And that's why I think you see a lot of celebrities who... That's why they date each other. Well, they date each other. And then you also see the celebrities who keep going back to the person that they knew before they were a celebrity. If that, if that is the case. Eminem right. M- and, and Kim, right? Like, there was a lot of back and forth right. there. And it was like, you knew it was probably because she liked, she, she liked him before. Right. And so there was something there, you know. And right. I'm sure that when you're a child of a millionaire billionaire and you've never known what it's like, that that's got to be tough because no one's ever treated you like yeah, you got to be like, you know, it's got to be, you know, you got to hang out probably with someone for years and them never to ask for anything. Right. You know, I mean, I kissed people's asses at school who had money. I'm actually sure. the opposite of that. Really? Well, yeah, to some degree, like I would have no problem asking you for 500 bucks. Like, dude, I'm in a jam, but I have some friends who have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I would never ask them yeah, because I don't want them yeah. to think like yeah. I don't want that to come in between our yeah. relationship. Yeah. I, yeah. If I don't pay you the 500 bucks, I know you're going to miss. We're both screwed. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I screwed him over hey, but i don't want that to be with my friends who are making a ton of money because then they think well this guy does he i don't want them to ever think does he really like me yep every time you talk or we talk about one of our friends who just bought a mansion in la or right. whatever i think oh man i want i guess i could probably ask him for money like but you can't because mm. you don't want to be that person you know right. uh i can think of a few names there's mm-hmm. a few people that we know they've done very very well and you think well there's one thing you can't do is ask that person for money i exactly. can ask lazo Right. I can mm-hmm. ask uh, my brother, I can ask right. my boss, whatever, but I, I can't ask that person. Well, Dolly Parton won the Jeff Bezos Award for charity for all of her good work. And so what Bezos does if you win this, I guess he gives you $100 million. Nice. And then you can give that $100 million. Do- yeah, you give that $100 million to charities of your choice without any strings attached, according to the thing that I read. He just gives it to you and says, here, give this to charity. And, of course, she... 
uh, helped give money to the uh, vaccine during COVID and, and uh, contributed to some other charities. And Bezos uh, handed her this award on what stage. What do you do with $100 million? That's a lot. Like, of, who do you give it to? I give it all to St. Jude's. I know it's just one thing. Like, you know what? Just give it all to one place. And kids needing health care, which is so ridiculous that it's not guaranteed anyway. Right. I know they can use it. I'd love to give some to the Innocence Project and some of these other organizations. But to me, like, just give it to one place. Here it is. Boom. That's my contribution. Because they're going to start calling and asking. As soon as they find out you just got $100 million yeah. to give to charity, they're going to be blowing you up. Saying, hey, this is so-and-so, and what we Yeah, do you're right. St. Jude is good. I mean, helping kids, you know, how can you, you go wrong really helping go kids wrong with cancer? That, right, yeah. Yeah, because if you've got $100 million, you're splitting it up. No matter what you do, people are going to be like, well, you didn't give it to that, or you didn't right. give it to this, or why'd you give it to that? charity's no good, because exactly. this person, like, oh, It's like the no. concert ticket thing. Right, it's a lot of so things. Just, I think I just give it to one person. Yep, just give it to one group. One person. Well, I don't know if that counts as charitable. Well, like one of those people I guess you can give like it to Snow Like one of those people are on like the charity thing that's, you know, like Our Family Needs Santa or whatever. Yeah. So that's charity, right? Give it to one family. Yeah, I don't know. If Be like, yo, out. I just hear. And when they come down for the Christmas tree, just a hundred million dollars <laughs> in a Christmas a box. Hell of a thing. Because you have to give be? it away. Right. It's you not can't like keep you, it. Right. That's the other thing that would be so great about it because you know you can't keep it. So there's right. no struggle, you know, internally. Like, well, I need to keep some of this. You can't. Right. So you got to give it all to a charity. One person when they come down. See. You're just like, there's boxes and boxes of cash. <laughs> just money. I do it in $1 bills, just so it fills up houses. Right. You know, that's all your money. It's been an incredible honor for Dolly Parton. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos and his partner Lauren Sanchez announced that the beloved country music star is the 2022 recipient of the Bezos Courage and Civility Award that recognizes leaders who find solutions with bravery and compassion. Now, she doesn't just get a plaque or some statuette <laughs> as a part of this honor. She gets $100 million dollars to give away to charities of her choice, no strings attached. When they said Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez, I didn't know that he had a, a girlfriend. Wasn't that the girl he cheated on his wife with? Uh, oh, is sure, it? But he's been dating her for a while. Okay, because I had to look her up. I was like, huh, I don't I think it was. recognize her. All right, that makes sense. Just, you know, surprise them. Well, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Surprise Good for him. What? I don't know. You just after you lose that kind of money, uh, lose what kind of money? The money that he lost in that divorce. He yeah. made it up in like two days. That's they said. true. It's like COVID, Tiger Woods. Co- like they, they took a billion him. from Tiger Woods, and he was like, "Well, I just play golf some more. Yeah, I don't want to. My knees hurt. My hip hurts. But I'll just make this back." I remember hearing that right? the money that Bezos made because of COVID, just from that lockdown in that period of time, that he gained more money. Maybe even like the the value of the company gained more money. Than all of European retail yeah, combined, bars. like just absolutely crazy magic mushrooms. Which, by the way, you want to hate him, and I know people do, and they say he doesn't pay his employees and stuff. But I literally have bought something on Amazon, right, and then gone to the store. This has happened several times. I'm like, man, I gotta quit buying stuff on Amazon. If I went to the store, it'd be cheaper. And I go to the store, it's not cheaper. Oh no, Amazon! And I gotta cheap. go. Like I, I gotta go and bring it home and carry it in. Like, oh yeah, it's Amazon's hard, cheap. man. He's I don't know what it is. How he's making so much money? He doesn't but, have to pay for a brick and mortar establishment and a bunch of employees to work there. I guess, you know, but man, you. like you're, you know, you're like, how is it not more? How are you not paying for the convenience? And I know they probably get me on some items, but really on the ones that I've been in the store and looked at, I'm gone. I've gone like, yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's this not candle just is the exact same price that he, I just bought on Amazon. It's the exact same price. I assumed that it, it is convenient to. Have have it shipped to your house for sure that's a huge part of it but i assume that 
the, at least a slight majority of people continue to go back to Amazon because it is so much cheaper right. than going to buy it anywhere else. And that level of wealth where you can give away $100 million, million. Yeah. that's and the, unfathomable. And because it's going to charity, I'm sure that counts as some sort of tax sure. write-off or something. Man, and $100 they, million. $100 million. Yeah, we a, just talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but these numbers have jumped so much just in the last it. 20 years. The, the fact that a social media company is worth $40 billion or whatever, mm-hmm. MySpace was worth $400 million. People are like, oh my God, $400 right. million that the right. Murdochs paid? And now we're at $44 billion or whatever? It just jumped really fast. Yeah, it did. I guess that's inflation? I don't know exactly, but stuff's gotten real expensive, and rich people have gotten really rich. And you can't help but think that it's because reopen rich people are so rich. I heard that MySpace. I heard, Timberlake I, I heard that MySpace is doing better than the Metaverse. I don't know if that's true, but I heard that MySpace, like last month, this could have been a joke, had more users, people that logged in, whatever, than Metaverse did. I, I don't know if that's true at all. It just heard someone say that. And I was like, well, I wonder if that sounds like something that could, because they were talking about what a failure the Metaverse is. Did Justin been. Timberlake buy MySpace? I thought he had some, he had part of it, but oh, okay. He, he should just I, they should just do it and say if they did it and said, look. We're not stopping advertisers. We're, everything's going to be the same. It's going to, you know, it'll be MySpace, but you're going to get at, we, Facebook and Twitter figured out how to integrate advertisers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't necessarily figure that out as well. Okay, we're going to do that, but no politics. If you talk, no talk, politics, right? If yeah. you talk or post politics, we're going to turn off your account. Yeah, and just make that a rule, and be, and then just be like, this is it is. We you there are. Well, and I don't see why they couldn't do it. Subreddit say, "Yo, no politics. We're locking this." Just moderators that right. Just moderators that they lock it all. It doesn't matter if it's you know it comes up. I, I filed a college football thing, and somebody says, "Well, you know, Trump was there." Immediately, there's a moderator like, "Boom, this locked. Hmm. Yeah, done." Right? They could do that easy, and people would go to it. You know what I liked about MySpace was the song. I'm surprised that Instagram. Uh, Facebook that they haven't somehow figured out a way to do that because you went to someone's profile they had yeah. a song you knew about I found right music sometimes that way but I also learned a lot about the person right. from that MySpace and was huge for music picking Damn. a song was a big deal oh, yeah. I'm gonna change my song oh yeah I don't want to be too hip here, mm-hmm. right. but I also don't want to be too lame here. Do you want to go funny? Do you want to put something funny up there? Well, you can do that, but you're going to need to switch it up a little bit. Big that was, decisions. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Magic Mushrooms, I told you they said, might be able to uh, help people quit smoking, or they, they think it really can help people quit smoking. And now they're running these studies. They're not using actual mushrooms. Of course, someone in a lab has to create the exact same chemical that's in it. So I guess that's just psilocybin. I don't know if there's other stuff right. in there or not. But they're using it to try and decide, can this treat anxiety and depression? And so far, the answers have all come back, yeah, big time. It can treat anxiety and depression. And they may, they're going to have to continue studying, but they may start using this in the near future. Psilocybin is a natural hallucinogenic chemical found in some mushrooms. Those magic mushrooms have been eaten recreationally for years. But now psilocybin is showing promising medical benefits. Last week, the New England Journal of Medicine published a study that found a single dose of synthetic psilocybin improved depression rapidly, with more research still needed. The substance already is being used with success in clinical trials to fight addiction, helping some people where other treatments have failed. Looks like, you know, they had pretty promising results. They gave these people with depression the psilocybin and then waited and it says three weeks later the researchers rated the patient's depression using uh the montgomery asperg depression rating scale also known as uh madrs a common clinical 
uh, or sorry, a cl- common clinician administered tests used to rate depression, which ranges from zero to 60. And I've never <coughs> heard of this thing before. I've never heard of the zero to 60 scale. They found those given 25 milligrams of psilocybin dropped an average of 12 points on the scale. Really? Those given 10 milligrams dropped 7.9 points. And the control group dropped, sorry, the control group given one milligram dropped 5.4 points. Taking twenty five, taking a twenty five milligram dose of psilocybin results in a psychedelic experience. So if you get up to that level, and you're getting high, but in in these lower doses, which we hear people talk about micro dosing mushrooms all the time and the miracles of it, well, there may be some actual proof to that, and it looks like they may try and capitalize on that. My question is, the only way we're going to get it is if a pharmaceutical company can make money selling it. So if as long as they keep psilocybin illegal in most states, because I think Colorado just legalized it last week uh-huh. now, right? Second state. But if they keep it illegal in most states, then what these drug companies can do is produce their own man-made psilocybin, and then they can make money off of it, sure. right? Now, if all the states legalize magic mushrooms, then probably not a whole lot of money in the uh, uh, antidepressant aspect yeah, maybe, of the though. research. But because that, I think if you – most people aren't you – know, they don't want to go buy mushrooms from somebody – well, I'm saying if so. They, if they said, "Hey, we have this thing. It's psilocybin. True. It's a man-made thing for it, but they, it's prescription." Yeah. I think people would still go to the doctor and pay for that. It's probably worth a lot. Yeah. I mean, it if is. they said, if my doctor said, "I'm going to give you this pill, and you take it once a week, and it should help your depression and anxiety," or I can buy it from Snow Cone and, and in a bag and just kind of wing it. How much I'm going to take? I get you. it from the doctor, right? Well, I mean, if it was legal, you could buy it, I guess, like at Walmart in the pharmacy. Right. It would just be in a bottle and would say, here's the milligrams and take this. It would be like St. John's wort or something right, like yeah. that. But I, I don't know. The, let's see. The thing is, there does seem to be a lot of promising news, and mushrooms have been – I feel like mushrooms are hot right now. Yeah, they, people love they're them. They're big. If Coke was the 80s and ecstasy was the 90s, and I don't know exactly what the 2000s was, um, but right now – They killed a lot of white people. Oh, Oxy, of course. Yes. Oxycontin. How could I forget? We forgot I forget because I took so crack much was, of crack it. Crack was real popular. Crack was 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah, crack, sorry, crack. And Blow made a comeback there in the 2000s. In the 80s, too. Rich people uh, snorted it. Yeah, well, I think of cocaine as being huge in the 80s, especially oh, yeah. because all that, they say it was really good coke, like actual Colombian. It was cocaine. crazy. It I was a kid cut. going to bars, like really a kid, 16, going to bars and walk in. And literally, I remember it. I walk in, and the guy's like, I left a present for you. Go in the third stall. Never met the guy before. And I go, there's three lines on the back of it. That was everywhere, and people were giving it out. It was like, hey, we're in a club. Just snort three lines. It's yours. Like, boom, people, those little things. Like, hey, you want a bump? It was everywhere. It's funny you say that because around 2009. And then it just went away. Like right. really quick, like I think crack came in and started killing people, and then it was like right, tasting people, right? Mouth. People, and, and I think the cops were like, whoa, you know, and the white, we got to get this out down. of white people's hands. Like I don't know what happened, but it went away quick. And then. We had the oxy epidemic, which was you know prescription. But it's funny you say the bathroom thing because I remember being at a show in 2009, I think, and the show was ending. I had to go downstairs to use the restroom. I'm standing at the urinal. A guy comes up next to me and he goes, "Hey man, you want to buy some oxy?" And I said, "No, I've got some." And uh, he said, "All right, well, do you just want it?" He's like, "I tried to sell, I can't sell it." And he just takes his hand and pours Oxycontin out. You know, right. and I'm like, no, I don't want this, right? Or this isn't right. my prescription. But still, it was everywhere. Everywhere. And people who are young enough that, you know, they weren't dealing with that now, it's hard to comprehend, but it became a 
huge, huge, huge. Obviously, we know now because all the billions of dollars the pharmaceutical wow. companies have had to pay as punishment. But how crazy is that? I don't know. Has there been maybe back in the 70s? You hear stories about black beauties in the 70s and 80s, the the speed and the, the amphetamines that were legal. In the 70s? The, the di- people the were all pills. taking acid in No, the I 70s. mean a, a pharmaceutical, like a prescription oh. pill that got that big. I know diet pills that had real amphetamines. Now the Rolling Stones popular. sing about Mother's Little Helper. Right. So, so that obviously Valium. Valium, yeah. You know, that probably got really things. popular. Yeah, for sure. But Oxy was. Yeah. It it was really the problem. I mean, maybe, like, the, the difference was, yeah, I think in the '60s they were prescribing women uh, Valium and yeah. you know those types of things, uh, but no one was really dying. Right. No, it wasn't. Right? They were getting hooked on them. Right. And there was a there's a major problem. That's why we you know it's harder to get that stuff now. Yeah. It's the same thing. Only with this, people were just dying. Yeah. It was like, well, we got the same thing. It really is mothers that'll help her. It's going to make you feel better, right? I'm not, and that was, you know, that's the Rolling Stones term for it. But everybody was taking it. I but, think they actually called it that in the media, like uh, years before that. Right. I believe I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they started calling it the housewife's helper or something. Right. Like that, and so, but the problem is that we killed people. Yeah. With with it oxy, wasn't just I'm addicted to it and I got to go to rehab now. Right. And hit a couple NA meetings. It was no, you're dead. Your mom's dead. Yeah. What? And when they took the oxy away, they said, oh, well, let's just, you know what? Get rid of these doctors who are prescribing it that, that shouldn't be, these pill mills. We'll close them all down. We'll make it harder to get. And what did they do? Everyone had to turn to heroin. Everyone's like, well, I guess I'm a heroin addict now. I didn't see that coming. And next right. thing you know, you're asking people for heroin because they took away your oxy. It's crazy. I don't know if there's a drug out there like that right now that people are as hooked on, but I'm sure there will be another. There's always another on the way. But, but magic mushrooms are big now. And that right. seems like a fairly. Uh, I don't know, think people that, are dying right, from that it. That doesn't seem like a harmful drug in comparison to the other things. So let the magic mushrooms be popular. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? Not much. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Good. I'm I haven't even read this letter yet. Snowcomb printed it out for me. Have you read it? Yeah, and I got some hate mail. It's hate mail? Well, for me, it is. It says, hey, boys, I'm a longtime listener. My name is Emma. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. I've been listening uh, for two years. Love the show, and I'm glad we get more of you guys on the weekends now with your podcast. It's nice. That's not hate mail. Not yet, no. If I had one request, it would be to hear uh, more from Laszlo and Snowcone. Before you get sensitive, Slim Fast, I adore you as well, but these past few months, you've just gotten kind of whiny, and you seem to only agree with whatever Laszlo says, even when you start out saying something completely opposite to him. It's like you are so self-conscious, you just say what you think, will make you sound cool. Not to mention you're trying to make snow cone the butt of any jokes and you sell him out or throw him under the bus yeah. when it's your turn to get some S because you did because you dish it out, but you can't seem to be able to take it. I can take it. <laughs> I can take it. I take it all the time. All right. I take it more than anyone. I'm the king of taking it around here. <laughs> snow cone, you aren't off the hook either because, for one, you are way... Uh, to into that bipolar, bipolar anti-Semitic idiot Kanye and stop calling him ye, it's stupid. Lazo, I don't. we understand you don't like relationships or women. Pick a new topic to get upset about because you and Slim starting to sound like angry incels. Uh, men who voluntarily sex-free and blame all their problems on women. Hmm, that ain't it. Right, I don't get that part. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, uh, please, I know you guys are smart enough to come with more interesting and different topics than this. Uh, you, your tales on the news, but SlimFast doesn't even try to uh, try to do any backup research now to know what the F he's talking about. 
And Slim, you have screwed up quite a few important news stories because of this. Laszlo, the bit you did on Uvalde effing inspired me, man. You had me clapping in my car all myself when I heard that fiery speech you gave. That was legendary. When you guys actually take time to put your all into a subject matter you are covering, you are unstoppable. But lately, it just hasn't been that much. I'm still going to listen to you every day because through good and bad, you guys are family and Church of Lazo will always have my support. But I had to say something because I want you guys to keep your jobs and to be the absolute S that I know you are. You all have so much wonderful talent, so please just don't waste the huge amount of potential you all have within you. Love, Emma. <laughs> P.S. You boys aren't alone with having substance problems. <laughs> and you guys have actually helped me a lot with staying clean. I'm an ex-heroin addict that has two years clean. You guys speaking the truth. And keep me laughing has been a huge part of my success. Now, I still have drinks now and then, probably more now rather than uh, later. But, man, I was so bad off and had already been locked up multiple times. And the next stop was a long bit in prison. But I prioritized getting my life, uh, getting my life, got a job. And then I had your guys show to let me know that I'm not alone or crazy and made me laugh, which has kept me busy uh, listening instead of scheming. I'm sure that you have helped a lot of other people this way as well, so thank you for everything, and I don't mind if you read this on the air. I was <laughs> You should put that up front, um, <clears throat> just if you would take out my last name. We didn't say her last name, though, right? I wish you the best. I don't even know her last name. No, I, don't, I don't think we did. We did. No. We did say her name, but there's got to be a lot of you. There you go. Why don't you quit agreeing with me? It started off so, so good. Well, for what? A couple sentences. I'm a big fan, and I've listened for a long time. I mean, we only have to get down here to the third line before she says, uh, "If I have one, actually, it's the second line. If I have one request, yeah, that's a long request. <laughs> it that would request be. basically quit sucking, <laughs> right? Slim fast, well, stop you guys agreeing quit with being Laszlo. Such a bitch, and Lazo quit being an incel. Yeah, an like, incel. Well, I, that, I get what you're saying. You do. Yeah, Explain. I think people can confuse me saying white women suck. Which I always have, and I was way on board with that, with the incel thing of white guys blaming women for not being able to have sex. But that's not the case. I still have sex with women and say white women suck. See what I'm saying? No, I disagree with you. Why? I don't know. She said I agree with you too often, so I'm disagreeing (laughs) with you. I I was surprised to hear incel. I feel like I I know what what you're you're saying. saying. I, I I wouldn't have even picked up on the... What you're saying about it's because you say white women. I thought she was talking about, I don't know, something to do with just when we talk about dating and sex. Yeah, and- but it's always my end. You know, she's saying your thing, Lazo, is you're not going to get in relationships. You don't like women. I hear what she's saying. I hear you, Emma. I understand. Oh, but I think you're getting get a little cross with the incel thing. because Just because I don't want to be in a relationship and because I do think white women are horrifying. Uh, and I've been saying that well before the Karen thing got popular. I didn't have a name for it. But they fit, other people figured it out and gave it a name. They were smarter than me. But white suburban women are the problem. You're the problem. And so that with that, she kind of mixes me into the incel group, which, you know, I don't agree with. Isn't an incel... It's more in- of a, you know, like a Bill Burr group. Just angry men? Yeah, kind of, yeah like, you know, whatever. Putting down women when feel like it's appropriate and not worrying about the consequences yeah. sort of group. Yeah. Because yeah. incels involuntary celibate, right? Yeah, that ain't me. I don't have any of us complained about not getting and now I'm not trying to brag also, Mm-mm. but I just I don't think any of us have gone on here and said, boy, such a long dry spell. Just nah. it's women's fault. 
I take them out, <laughs> and no. I buy them drinks, and then they just go home. I'm sick of it. Isn't that what incels do? Yeah, I think so. Mm, yeah. I don't know. You were on the message groups, or you used to be. I don't know. <laughs> well, I you know, flirted around there, but realized, you know, man, You've also, you guys don't get laid. <laughs> The, the red, red pill thing. You can be a red pillar and still have sex, guys. We right. don't have to go so crazy. <laughs> the, church. the Church of Laszlo. Oh, man, I got bad news for you. What? According to this, it says Giselle enjoys Costa Rica dinner with new man, Joaquin Valentin? Joaquin? Valente. Valente. <laughs> Valente. I got it. I'm pretty sure it's Valente. That Who sucks. Is this guy? I don't know. There's pictures of is him. Is Hakeem or Joaquin? Wa- Joaquin. Like Joaquin Phoenix? J O A Q U I M. J O A Q U I M. This is according to the New York Post. Val- Joaquin Valente. Valente, yeah. Mm, yeah, meet Giselle's uh, rebound following divorce. There's several articles here about it. He's a jiu jitsu instructor. Jesus. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Tom Brady's camp had weird reaction to Giselle's photos with new man. This is just, it's like three stories in a row about this. The Valente brothers, co-creator. Oh, great. It's the Valente brothers. Now you got to fight a couple of brothers if you want to stand up for your, I'm sure, look, they got divorced. He's very famous, but I'm sure it still hurts a little bit. I mean, you were married. How long were they married? 13 years. It's long enough that if you see her out there with another guy, it's got to be distracting. But that's not Prepare what I heard. dating. Well, we're still so page six. The rumors of the romance are completely false. A lot of pictures of them together. I like the picture they use of Tom. I'm sure it's completely unrelated. It's just a picture of Tom, like, <gasps> I'm sure he's on the field or His something. His kids are with her. Her kids are there. Oh, my God. That is there. That's her kid? Mm hmm. The oh, Jew were joined by a group of kids, including the models. So that's her. She's the model. Son and daughter. I don't know. What do you think? You think that hurts his feelings? Or it makes him a little jealous or whatever. Jordan traveled with the family when they were out of town because the kids are homeschooled. It's gotta. You can't be married that long to the most famous supermodel in the world and then, what, a couple weeks after you get divorced, she's spotted with the new guy and your kids are with that guy? Yeah. But, Lazo, that's not what I wanted to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about Hooters. Man. We got to talk about Hooters before we get out of here. What's wrong with Hooters? This is from the New York Post. A mom was blasted for taking her son to Hooters for his fifth birthday. Hooters. This kid's birthday was anything but a bust. I'm reading this straight from the Post. This isn't my comedy. I'm not that clever. Parents of a five year old <laughs> are at the eye of a social media shade storm after taking their tot to Hooters on his big day. And while the giddy little boy in a viral TikTok video with over 6.9 million views is seen smiling ear to ear while flanked by a band of vivacious waitresses singing Happy Birthday, digital detractors in the post comment section angrily fired off jeers at his mother and father for forcing, quote, sexualized stuff, end quote, on him. Who the F is taking their child to Hooters on his birthday, questioned an outraged onlooker. Bro, he's five. What's he doing in Hooters? Great mom and dad, said another annoyed audience member who added the eye-rolling emoji to emphasize... They're discontent. Five-year-old Hooters birthday party, Lazo. You're the dad. What do you think? Is it okay? Just him? Just that kid? I mean, I just see or him take and his all parents. His friends, too. I didn't see his friends there. Right. I, didn't see I, don't, his I mean, I t- I've taken my kids to Hooters before. I know you said that. How old were they when you took them to Hooters? Were they old enough to know that they were at kind of a sexy place? Or did it just seem like a restaurant to them well, the to first time? To be honest time? with you, I always ask them to go. And they're always like, let's just go to Buffalo Wild Wings. 
I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> right. So Hooters. They're not appreciating it. And anymore. I think they're like, we don't want to go to Hooters with you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so they're old enough to understand, like, Dad, stop. Old enough to know they don't want to go with their dad to Hooters. Exactly. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. I, I never, I didn't go into one until I was so in my 20s. So then I snuck it around and took them to Twin Peaks. I was like, I don't know what this is about, some sort of rock climbing thing. We should go in here. And my oldest was like, Jesus Christ. Think they got good chicken fried steak. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. The problem is that, and I know people are going to get mad at me, Hooters has better service. Than what? Than Buffalo Wild Wings. I oh, walk in that Buffalo Wild Wild Wings where I live, and I go in there, and I tell the boys when we're walking in, like, well, just pick a game to watch, because it'll be 30 minutes before we get anything. It's literally horrible. So if you want wings, you're saying... Yeah, so I'm always like, I'll just go to Hooters. Who cares? Let's go there. And they're like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, all right. The, so, I see... I, look, they're not naked. It's not a big deal. Right. They're wearing clothing. I don't know. I see this five-year-old. He's standing up on his chair. He's smiling. I think he's Guess getting attention from pretty girls. He's just Who getting cares? attention. Right. Is it... Uh, no. Because I, I grew up in a, a Catholic club. house. Right. That's different. Right. My mom acted like Hooters. I thought Hooters was a strip club when I was really little because I remember driving by there. Someone would make a, a comment and my mom was like, ow, oh, no, disgusting. I, I knew Hooter meant boob at yeah. a young age. I knew that. And I thought, if it's called Hooters, it's got to be naked ladies in there. There's not. But there's not. But that's what I thought for a long time. But my mom was absolutely against it. And I do remember when I was maybe 13, 14, being in the car with my friend and both of our moms, because our moms are good friends, and someone said, oh, there's Hooters. We could go to Hooters. And my mom was like, absolutely not. Yeah. And I remember thinking, just like your boys, I remember thinking, I don't want my first time to be with my mom and her friend. I know that. Right. I don't know exactly what goes on in there. I wanted my last time to be with your mom and her friend. I'll Damn it. That. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That was Damn fun. It. That was fun. Okay. Yeah, And, you know, don't let her lie to you. She's got a Hooters. What I'm are you doing? You. I'm just saying. She can serve some wings. Dude. What? Enough. If anyone has a Hooters uh, uniform, it's your mom. She's got the figure for it, and she's done all those Pilates and wears the sparkles and everything else. She's almost there. You're right. You know it, I know it. She could be the floor manager. <laughs> yes, she could. She'd be a good floor manager. She would be. Your yeah, mom Hooters. out there barking orders at people? Yeah, she's in good. the uniform? Yeah. Man, I would definitely go to that Hooters for sure. Mm-hmm. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? I guess that's it. That was a good day. It's good to be back. Good mm-hmm. to see you guys. Me and Snowcone have a friend in common. <clears throat> and I saw that person over the weekend. Oh, yeah. And they said, Snowcone, they said uh, that you asked them uh, to check in on me because I might be drinking too much. You just wanted to check in on me. So I'm fine. I promise you. I don't remember saying that. Can you che- believe that? Checking in on who? Me. Oh. He goes, oh, I'm going to need you to check in on, on Laszlo. He's drinking too much. I don't remember oh, saying Jesus that. Christ. I- Hold on. I'm like, why don't you just say something to me? Or tell SlimFast to say something to me. Well, I, I don't remember saying that, but if I did, then it was, you know, I, I care about you. I, you yeah, know, right. Maybe there was one day, you know, maybe, I don't know. You guys have a mutual friend? We do. Outside of here? Yes. Do I know the friend? Yeah, your friend's with her, too. <laughs> I am? Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay, one of those friends. Well, I'm sorry. I should have said something to you. Well, you think I'm drinking too much? No. Well, then why would you I say thought, that? I don't know. I don't remember saying it, but if I did, then maybe that day, I don't know, maybe you got carried away. Well, hold something. on. Were you drinking when you said this? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, ironic. The irony, I yeah, suppose. Right. That is interesting. I can only think of a few mutual friends that we have. I'm trying to narrow it down. Yeah. And I think I know who you would have. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. You guys, uh, how is she? 
Good, good. That's good. That's good. good. That's good. So she's friends with Snow Cone, too? Yeah, I don't think she was, you know, I don't think she thought I needed to go to rehab or anything. No. Gotcha. Gotcha. Check it gotcha. on Lazlo. He's drinking too much. I'm sorry. Interesting. Well, glad you guys get to see the mutual I friend. Just thought, I never do. I just thought uh, it would be really weird to have an intervention with you two. <laughs> <laughs> like, Okay. I was like, is this happening? Yeah. Is, is he coming over? You guys are going to get me to try to quit drinking or something? <laughs> we come you two? We come tell like, you And I was down. like, and Slim shows up later? I'm like, these are the three who are telling me to turn my life around. Okay. <laughs> Man, I have hit rock bottom and didn't even realize it. I broke through it so far that I didn't even realize I was down here. That would be something. Yeah. To have, I mean, yeah, to have the two of us. Who else could we throw in there? I mean, I guess there's really no else. Just, just, well, yeah, and her too. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. You two and her telling me I need to quit drinking. <laughs> what? Listen, we're worried. And then you get worried because you don't want to be that guy in the movie who just starts yelling at other people, telling them their problems. But now you see why it happens. Right, which would be exactly you, what you, I you watch intervention and you're like, you should be listening to them. But what right. we don't know is that the person, who, the brother who's like, I'm worried about you, the dude who's supposedly the addict knows right. so much about exactly. the brother that we, right. the audience member, don't know. Snow cones here too? Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, uh, good show. Hmm? You pick. Mm, good show, Renee. Stay positive, kids. The Church of Laszlo.